0: to zambia Block talk radio it is saturday april the 4th uh, we do thank you for joining us from whichever part of the world that you are listening to it is 10:02 eastern standard time on the east coast of the united states it is in the afternoon in europe good afternoon europe good afternoon zambia good evening the western pacific world of australia japan and new zealand we thank you for listening and joining us all the time, and for those calling in and listening online, whichever part of the world you are in, North America and the United States, we say good morning, America today we have uh an interesting discussion we're going to be talking about issues of uh, coaching influence mentorship and uh, things on those lines especially in these days and times that the world is faced with a pandemic i think it's just most appropriate that we're having this we'll continue our con- our discussions and issues to address the issue of covid 19 in the next coming two weeks we'll have a representative from the health department from the nation of zambia let me say good morning before i introduce my guest here uh good morning the people from the north uh, that's what you choose to call yourselves in canada malo my friend
1: hello my friend we are counting one day at a time i guess
0: yes, yes. sir that's what it is one day at a time yes. and we
2: that's
0: Yes, I was listening to a news item, Roger, and somebody said, if you don't pray, this is the time to start praying. <laughs> That's it. Whichever, yeah, in one way or another. Let's say good morning to the people That's in the Sunshine State. Hello, Florida. Good morning.
3: Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for continuing on with uh, Zambia Block Talk Radio. At times like this, when you are feeling... Um, up in the house you can't do this this and that but at least on Saturday we can wake up and say you know what that time I know I
0: hear you I hear you yes Uh, our colleagues in the state of Pennsylvania have got a bereavement but we shall talk about that at the end of the show Uh, this morning we are greatly honored and privileged to have colleagues friends Uh, one Of our our guests this morning has already been on the show before. Uh, Roger, we are hosting a group of wonderful people from an organization called Coaches of Influence Foundation, and with us on the show is Dr. Stan Ellis and his wife, Dr. Margaret Ellis. You already recognize Margaret Ellis; she's been on the show before. They are the co-founders of Coaches of Influence. Uh, good morning, the Early clan. Good morning. Good
1: morning.
0: It's good to have you on the show today. Also joining us is Musi Kiari. She's the president of Coaches of Foundation, right within our neighborhood here in uh, Dallas, Texas. Musi, good morning.
4: Good morning, Pastor Nathan. Thank you for having us.
0: Excellent, excellent. And also, one of the team members also joining us. Now, hope I pronounced the name properly. Uh, Mr. Charles Buford. He is one of is uh, a board advisor on this organization. Good morning, Charles.
5: Good morning. Thank you so much for having me this
0: morning. Excellent. We we glad that you are joining us. Uh, Dr. Stan, Dr. Margaret, these. This is a type of organization that somebody doesn't just wake up and say, I think I'm going to start mentoring people around the world. Um, I believe you go through a process or you, something happens, you notice something, you have an encounter within yourself, and you, 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 you identify something. So basically to start off our, our discussion, what prompted the idea? What was the idea that ran through your mind, which led to the eventual formation of uh, cultures of influence?
6: Thank you so much uh, for inviting us. We are so excited to be on this show to talk about what we truly love. And um, this this, uh, foundation started uh, with, not with a name, an idea, that we are going to start mentorship. It started with service. So I um, emigrated to the United States back in 1997. And Mm -hmm. in 2000, I went home. But I was just on vacation. I went home. This was my first time going home. I went home to show off. I'm back. I'm looking different. I'm looking cute. And, uh, (laughs) you know, then I went back in 2003 again. That was just a semester, what we call semester in the Gambia. You just show up, you, you come, you bring a lot of nice dresses, shoes and purses and everything, and you're riding in a nice car, and I, I did that. That was mm-hmm. in 2000 and 2003. Now, in 2008, that was the first time I was invited to go to the Gambia to work, to serve my nation. I was mm-hmm. invited to speak at a conference. In a, there, and it was a conference on a green conference where we were te- uh, they were teaching the participants how to utilize the natural resources in the Gambia to to cook and keep the environment clean. I was invited to speak on a topic that would inspire the the, the participants. So I spoke on how to manage change in a changing world. Well, that particular um, presentation—I I didn't know that there were many media houses in that in the building that day. It attracted media attention, and I got featured in the newspaper. And they, they wanted to talk to me more about this change and my experience living outside the country and my exposure and all that. Then, out of that, I, I really determined that day or in that in that moment that I have. A message for my people I have mm-hmm. a role to play in my society so that was where the inspiration started I came back and um,
2: uh,
6: then just that, that passion began to develop I started writing curriculum for um, leadership training for professional development training just based on the needs that I see in the society I started writing because at the time I was working as a trainer for a corporation and I was already doing this as a a job, writing curriculum and and delivering it. So I figured, you know, why not do this for my own people? So I started writing a lot of curriculum and putting it aside. I didn't use any of it. In 2012, I went back. After after this, this time, I was already married to Dr. Stan. I went back home again to serve in another forum. And when I came back from that forum, we had a conversation because I shared what I saw, what I experienced, the needs on the ground, and both of us were inspired to, to start serving our people and taking what we learn here, what we have here, back home to serve our people and improve the lives of many people that come in contact with us. So. Okay, just right there, Dr. We,
0: Margaret. Dr. Margaret, right there. L- let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. Okay, yes. Dr. Stan... She comes back, and she. you have said in this answer to say you started having conversations with your husband. So I want your husband now to tell us what type of conversations were you having? Did, did you have about this?
1: Thank you very much, um, Dr. Nathan, for, for inviting us and also giving us this opportunity to share our vision and purpose of COIF. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, so, so when when Dr. Margaret came back, um, she started explaining, talking to me about um, some of the some of the things that she was doing on the ground and at the same time, some of the gaps that she has, she has she has identified. And mm-hmm. again, to um, looking at look considering ourselves fortunate that we were among the few that were able to come to the to the United States and um, get educated uh, Get educated here and gain a whole ton of experience. Um, in, for me, it was just the opportune time for us to start giving back to our communities. Mm. Uh, now, um, listening to Margaret at the Design, you know she was in corporate America, but I can I can tell that being in a um, in an office environment and delivering um, training, learning, and development exercises to different levels of management um, was not truly her passion. You know, her passion was more serving, serving, serving the nations. So, so to me, at that that point in time, it was just apparent to me that she wasn't fulfilling her purpose and I needed to support her to, um, to at least explore the, uh, those opportunities to ensure that she is full as an
0: individual and at the same time Mm -hmm. that she was working in her purpose. Mm, excellent, Doctor Margaret, So you you said need in society. Okay, you you are basically. So I'm, what I'm my understanding is you are having these contentions going on, not negative things, but there, there, there's something brooding within your heart, within your spirit, based on what you're experiencing the, on the trips you are making back home to Gambia. What are some of the things that you know? You identified then I'm, I'm trying to make you break down the phrase the need in society what are some of the needs that you, you identified
6: right at the time I was only working with professionals I was only working with people in government in organizations delivering training because we we eventually from our conversation with Stan with, with my husband we, I started we, we registered a business underground and I started traveling to train and so the needs I identified at the at the time was at that capacity, the, at the professional level, the need for leadership training, the need for under, true understanding of leadership, and people walking in leadership shoes, not just carrying a title, wearing a crown, or occupying a seat, but really understanding the responsibility that comes with the title. And also for those that were not in the leadership positions to understand how they can develop themselves to grow either to leadership positions or even wherever they are to grow mm. so they can contribute more and help in the advancement of the, wherever they were they were located, the organizations, the companies, or also, and that eventually affects the, the nation as a whole. That was what I did. But then we, we also, I came back, we also talked after a few trips. We agreed, my husband and I, that I can just go back and, um, just work with professionals. How about we start serving because he knows that I love serving. What areas mm-hmm. are you serving? And so I picked because I'm passionate about education. You know that we've had this conversation before. So I started serving in schools, visiting schools, talking with teachers, trying to develop teachers' one-to-one mentorship, and also uh, talking to students in large groups. Uh, just influencing them, allowing them to ask those questions that are within them that they could not ask their teachers. How do I prepare myself to be where you are? How do I prepare myself to travel outside of this country? And, and I, I just had the opportunity also to start pairing them, to start thinking, why are you in school and you are almost graduating from senior secondary school, which was high school back then. Now it's called senior secondary school. You're about to graduate. What do you mm-hmm. intend to do? Because these were questions I wasn't asked. Before I came here, thankfully, I was always, I've, I've always been a dreamer, but not every young person has the has the, that, that gift of being a dreamer. Some don't, some don't think they need, they need to be guided. So I, I started b- planting those seeds in them, what do you want to become? And then, oh, boy, I, I determined that a lot of them, just like in my day, are going to school because their parents say go to school because school is the thing to do. But they really don't know why they're in school. They don't know what to do with what they're learning once they graduate. All they're aspiring for is to go to the next school, which was the next level and the next school, but but no plan to utilize all this knowledge they were gathering. They didn't know how to channel this knowledge to to use it to develop themselves, develop their nation, and build a career. So I Mm. did that all those years working with them. We did not come up with the, this uh, foundation idea until 2018. So for okay. 10 years I was on the ground working behind the scenes with young people, working behind the scenes with women, and working behind the scenes with, with leaders, and that's how I was able to identify the gaps and the needs so when the foundation came about we knew exactly what area to tackle and, and we well, knew right. exactly what intervention and what solution we can bring.
0: So how did you come up with the name, Coaches of Influence?
6: So Coaches of Influence, we have the business, which is Coaches of Influence, which was Mm -hmm. founded in 2017. I started Classic Consulting back in 2012. Uh, uh, Coaches of Influence was started in 2017, but the real work started in 2008. So that was 10 years, 2008 to 2018. One day, Nathan, I'm a woman of faith. So one day I am praying in the morning, just spending time with my Bible, praying and doing what I normally do, and I felt this inspiration. I knew for a fact I heard a voice speak to me in that in that moment I had an encounter. And this voice spoke to me about serving, serving my nation, making my work formal, and starting a foundation to really work with young people and women. That was the vision that was planted in me that morning. I boldly wrote down what I heard, what I thought I heard. The name came up, Coaches of Influence Foundation, because I'm already influencing on the ground. So I wrote what, that, what I thought I heard, and the mission and vision was all drafted. I stayed in that place that day for five good hours. And all I did for five hours was writing and crying because I did not want to do anything more. We already had two businesses. My husband also has a, a, a business, a um, tax filing business. We are already busy and we are working. So I didn't want to do anything else. I, I was riding and crying. I didn't even share with my husband immediately. I, I sat on it for a few days just to pray some more, just to make sure that I heard clearly because this man is already supporting me in all these other things I'm doing. And now I'm adding something new. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even know how to break this news to him. I had to sit on it for a few days, and then I had to look for the right moment, the right opportunity to share with him, hey, you're about to get another baby. And um, and, uh, I'll allow him to speak about what he felt at the moment and how he responded.
0: Mm Excellent. 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 You listen to Zambia Block Talk Radio. My guests this morning are from Coaches of Foundation. We're speaking to the founders, Dr. Stan, his wife, Dr. Margaret, the president, Musi, and the board advisor, Charles. The website is coifoundation.org. The purpose of our discussion today is to get our listening audience and our regular contributors and participants to get engaged, to get engaged and sign up as mentors. We shall be getting to that. The website, if you want to follow, read, and understand, what we're doing is just sort of sharing a little bits and pieces here about what the organization is about. So if you want to follow in detail, coifoundation.org. We want to get everybody signed up here. Musi, you are the president of this organization. Um, uh, how did you find yourself in this place?
4: <laughs> well, thank you, Nathan, for having me once again. So I've known Margaret for a while now. We worked together, at, um back in the corporate days and mm-hmm. when we when, when she approached me about coaches of influence, I was in awe because knowing Margaret, knowing her um, background in coaching in mm-hmm. teaching um, her heart for women, and then she talked about um, the youth, and she outlined this entire um, plan together. So I was I was on board already. And I would drive to her house and would sit down and say, Yeah, this is what we need to do. This this is what we should lay it out and she already had a a plan together. She had what we call like a business plan together, but she already had that together. And so mm. when she spent time talking to me, I was fully vested in it. And when you think about it, Nathan, and those that are on on, on the call the foundation is more about developing core principles of human life, right? Fulfilling that okay. that 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 the a life of of positive influence because the brand of this foundation is that we we exist, to influence identity, and so she talked through this, and I was fully fledged in it until much 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 later. She she. Called me up one day and said, Moosey, I've felt in my spirit, I've prayed about it, we've talked with, with Stan. And you, when we were going through trying to get a board together for this foundation, we, we, we knew that you had to be the president. Now, knowing the Ellis's, knowing their depth when it comes to integrity, when it comes mm. to matters of God, and that was a huge i mean those are, those are those are huge uh shoes to feel it's it's a it's a position of authority and power that I felt like nah, yeah, I don't know, but mm. because of their backing, because of their character, because of their integrity, because I know that these people that have they had sought God and and prayed through, I knew that I'm standing on the shoulders of giants who have already walked this, and all I needed to is just to fall back on them. When it it, when it required matters of leadership, so I don't know if I can delve further into what we are (laughs) the the mission and now we we,
0: we'll we'll get to that. I'm about to get to because our purpose of this discussion is to get people engaged and sign up as mentors, become partners, financial contributors, and supporters, and everything. But before we get into that, I also want to I want us to hear from Charles. So, Charles, I don't know whether you got a phone call, you were invited for tea, for coffee at Starbucks. What happened? You get the phone call, or how did the conversation go with you? How did you get engaged with this?
5: Oh, thank you, Nathan. Uh, Well, first of all, I've known uh, Sister Margaret uh, for for years, Um, and Mm -hmm. so we actually used to go to the same and serve in the same ministry uh, locally. Uh, okay. in, in in Dallas, uh, b- before they transitioned uh, out to Arizona, uh, and so we reconnected last year, um, at a pastors and a leadership conference, and so you know since that time, um, and just being in closer contact with uh, Dr. Margaret and, and, and Dr. Stan, um, you know her vision uh, is is powerful, and uh, I believe it's going to be world changing. Um and i'm just happy to be a part uh and to serve under that vision um to the best capacity that I can so that that was really the genesis uh of of me being involved was our reconnection uh and, and some opportunity for me to serve
0: mm. Mm. excellent
5: uh i don't know whether who wants to respond to this one mostly or Dr Margaret
0: one of your key purposes of existence is to what the website says build an empire of influencers Uh, I'll tell you this on the side before you respond to the question I was looking at this phrase build an empire of influencers I was like I wonder how the African politicians received this when they read this phrase what comes to their mind okay that's just on the side note I was thinking uh, how do you recruit or identify these influencers or mentors
5: um, br- Brother Nathan, if it's okay, I would love to take that question. Please um, go ahead. Yeah. Th- th- thank you so much. Um, so, so really, when you talk about influencers, you're really mm-hmm. describing developing leaders, right, mm-hmm. which, which is the heartbeat of cultures of influence. And if you talk about, you know, recruitment and identifying influencers and mentors, you know, it's a very complex and, and unique process. To us, uh, of how we deal with that, Um, you know. Obviously, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, with COVID-19 pandemic and many of the things that are going on in the world today, there are so many needs, and there are so many needs in so many areas. And so, what we choose and and hope to do as an organization is Mm -hmm. to identify the needs of the culture, which are many, And, and from that we develop mentors. Uh, and we develop influencers um, that that can speak to those needs and that can develop those with the potential to meet the needs of the society and the culture around them. So that's really the, the heartbeat of identification uh, in terms of mentors and also influencers. Okay.
0: So I go to the website, I fill out my personal information, and, of course, I press the submit button, click, and it comes to you guys. So what's the next step that follows after that?
5: Well, the the very next step about that, uh, besides that, would be um, we're going to reach out to you. Um, We want to get to know you. We want to interview you. Um, We want to assess who you are. Um, needs you may have or skills you may have. And we want to pair that with an organization to meet a development of a leadership need, which is another way to say influencers, um, and, and take the process from there.
0: Okay. Okay. Interesting. Now, when you say identify the need, uh Charles, you used the word needs of the culture. This is a broad, that's a very broad and open statement, okay? So is this in the U.S., in Africa? Because most of Margaret's work is in Gambia. That's where she goes to do that. Are there seminars going on in Kenya mostly, or what is happening here?
5: Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, that's, that's fine, Charles,
4: real quick. So, so, real, so Nathan, I'm glad you brought this, this culture thing up because in your own home, you know, you have a culture that goes on, right? That's right. It, mm-hmm. it, it, every organization, every entity has some sort of culture, you know, some cultural values that they uphold to. And so... When, we, when Margaret, Margaret and, and Stan, Dr. Margaret and Dr. Stan started this COIF, obviously in the Gambia, there's a, there's a mm-hmm. cultural aspect and perspective when it comes to, okay, so we're starting a mentorship program here in the Gambia. What does that look like? So there's that cultural gap that is, is, tends to exist. There's a, yes. there's a gap, whether it's a timing gap, where the, the way people were brought up, it's, it's different. And, and more now, and I'm going to go deep in detail, now, even as we mentor these uh, young minds in the Gambia, that cultural shift that each one of us has to make, I have to make a cultural shift, the fact that I'm in the diaspora. They have to of make course. a cultural shift so we can, meet, we can have the happy medium. So, for example, we always know, oh, when, you, when it's a meeting that is 9 o'clock, we, we always think is it 9 o'clock African time, 9 o'clock American time, right, as, <laughs> as Africans, right? <laughs> Whether it's mm-hmm. a wedding or whatever. But now we are was to uphold this American culture and pass it on to our mentees. There's a culture mm. of maybe work ethic, right? You referenced that. There's a culture of work ethic where if I need to send a, if I, if I need to communicate with my mentee, is it going to mm-hmm. be in a professional setting because this is a, a a a culture of influence foundation with a certain principles that we uphold to. So it's not a one-time thing. This is not, it's not like an overnight thing that happens overnight. We have to come together and, and find that happy medium from a cultural mm-hmm. perspective and then be able to build upon that. Because when, we, when, when as Charles was saying, identifying those mentors, these are mentors that are in professional fields, right? When they fill out yes. that form, it says, hey, what do you do for a living? And so we try to pair them up with the mentees, whatever their aspirations are. And so when we pair that, that together, there's that aspect of what are the expectations on both sides, mm-hmm. right? And so it, it, it's not a, it's, I, I wouldn't say it's a challenge, but you, you know that those certain areas of growth, opportunities of growth from both the mentor side and the mentee side, but we, we also have some leeway, right, some accommodation that we give. Talk about technology. It's easy for me to power up my laptop or my computer right now, any time of the day. But with Mm -hmm. Zambia, when it comes to technology or Africa in itself, there's a timing of of whether you have Wi-Fi, the connection is is not right. And so we make those certain accommodations to ensure that whatever it is that we need to close the gap on, that we need that.
0: Okay, interesting. Those of you that are listening, we're speaking to our colleagues, our friends from coifoundation.org. Please go to the website as you can see what we're trying to do is just to steer up something motivate you challenge you encourage you to sort of get engaged more with dr ellis uh dr stan dr margaret Musi, and charles and their entire team so I want to encourage everyone sign up and things will pick up from there. Then we can't dis- we can't deal with everything in an hour's discussion. What we're just trying to do here is sort of to encourage you, whichever well, part of the whichever part of the states you live, and my friend in Canada there. Uh, now since I say Canada, uh, I, I don't know who's going to respond to this. Does it matter where somebody is located? Because we have a lot of people who participate in this for on this forum. One of our largest audiences is Europe. is listening in Europe right now. Uh, they sign up. How does it work? I just want to throw that in.
5: Yes.
1: Um, so I will, if you don't mind, I will. I will take that one. Um, so, uh, brother Nathan. Um, we want um, mentors from all over the diaspora, whether it's in mm-hmm. Europe, whether they're in Asia, whether they're in North or South America, wherever um, we have our brothers and sisters residing, we want to be able to, to connect those yes. experiences and skill sets with our youths in the continent. Um, now um, I, I want to also add earlier on when President Musi was speaking, she referred to culture, and I w- and I and I would love and I would like to give an example of change and how these, these youths and women are, are adopting and adjusting right to culture. For example, I I see youths that are in the mentor mentorship program mm-hmm. um, scheduling, scheduling men- mentorship sessions at two a m, three a.m, four a.m. their time to adjust to make sure that they are on time and they mm-hmm. make these sessions. You know, so so um I am. I that is the experience that, that I have. I have seen these youths doing and, and that is very encouraging because as diasporans one of the key cultural um Items we usually worry about is is time, timeliness.
0: And,
1: and here we have here we have a a whole group of youths that that have adapted very well to that. Now, mind you, um, before the program, some of these youths uh, they they believe that you know like 2 a.m. means means 4 p 4 p.m. <laughs> you know, and 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 they were able to adapt and adjust <laughs> to all of this. Now, so so we need we need diasporans. Professionals in all fields, whether it is medical field, information technology, doctors, um, um, con, con, uh, contractors, people, people in construction, um,
0: yes. teachers,
1: all right, and so forth. Because we have, we have youths that are in all of these fields that need direction, that need uh, very good professional hand holding. So that um, they will be able to be um, strong leaders tomorrow for the continent, and be able mm-hmm. to, to add, at least um, establish good good governance and leadership. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Well, Excellent. And I want
6: to I wanted to piggyback I want to piggyback on that real real quickly because I get the first hand experience with our mentees
2: mm-hmm. and
6: teaching them on the ground. Talking about speaking of culture shock, I am a Gambian. And the first time I had to interact with our mentees, they had a culture shock because of the, the, uh, the expectations of the foundation, of the program, the, um, all the, the things we are teaching them, the emphasis on professionalism, the emphasis on leadership and what leadership means, that it's, I'm not going to give you a title to call you a leader. You first have to live like a leader to earn a title and just the expectations they have that, you know what? Yes, WhatsApp is easily and readily accessible. You are going to, in this program, complete assignments. And they were looking at me like, is this school? Yes, it is cool. this is education. You're going to complete assignments, and do not send me your assignment via WhatsApp. That is not a professional communication tool. You, if you need to send me an assignment, you have to send it to me via email you know that most of our mentees had to create email addresses just to be in this program because they didn't have one? Mm-hmm. So speaking of culture, we are, we are completely reorienting these young people to get away from the culture of hopelessness and dependency, uh, f- from that to tapping into the power within them and unleashing it to, to discover themselves, to discover their purpose, to, to better themselves and eventually contribute to the, develop
0: their communities, their people, and the nation, and even the world. Okay, excellent. Everybody listening, I hope Bella, right. you guys I hope you are going to the website and uh, looking at what we're talking about and signing up here. We need some mentors here. Did somebody want to say something else before we go to the curriculum and how it works? Okay, I, I thought somebody uh, was trying to make a comment uh those that have called in if you have a question please press one on your phone pad so that i know that uh, you'd like to ask our guests a question or you want to make a contribution um probably i don't know dr margaret since you were the one speaking here so how how was the curriculum developed how does it talk to us about the curriculum how it works in relation to the mentor the mentee do mentors get trained when they sign up
6: Great. Thank you for for that question. Um, so I I shared in the beginning how this vision was founded. I shared in the beginning that this vision was founded based on um, ten prior years of working behind the scenes, where mm-hmm. no one knew about me, no one knew about an organization. There was no organization. It was just an individual representing a family going out and sharing myself with the young people and women in the country and leaders and professionals and anybody that come, that I can come across to either inspire them uh, groom them uh, a coach a mentor or teach and then so within that within those 10 years I kind of gathered a list of gaps of, of areas that need intervention areas that we can make a difference. So this curriculum is not one that we bought. It's not, it's not one that we copied from somewhere. It's not one that we had to pay a consultant to write. It's not one that we have to, to utilize other professionals to tell us what leadership is. This curriculum that we have for our mentorship program is based on the gaps that are identified and the needs. So our curriculum is to, resp- is to provide a solution. to all the gaps that we identified. So that's how we developed our curriculum in the areas that I've identified that need intervention. Areas like uh, professionalism, how do we mold a young man, a young lady to become a professional, to represent, to be an ambassador of their nation and represent Gambia when they speak anywhere they go, the way they carry themselves, when they are employed anywhere in the world. Where how do they represent the entire Gambia and not just themselves? And so it's professionalism uh, w- at at whatever level we cover a lot of things within professionalism. We we talk about public speaking. How do you speak and how do you communicate your idea? How do you communicate what you know? How do you communicate in a way that others understand and can be impacted by what you say. And we, we just cover some of them are passionate about about uh, starting a business. Yes, we want entrepreneurship. We're going to teach you what the the, the, um, the lifestyle of an entrepreneur. We don't have a, a specific entrepreneurship curriculum teaching them this is how you do bookkeeping and all that. We are not there yet. But at least we are building the foundation with these young people for them to self discover, for them to understand the areas the gaps within themselves, the area, what they need to work on to become this person they are aspiring to become, and to, to mm. teach them responsibility, teach them professionally, teach them ethics, teach them commitment, teach these young people you don't have to to sit around here and wait for an opportunity. How do you go out and look for an opportunity? You have to be positioned to receive an opportunity. If you're not developed, you're not groomed, you don't have an idea, you don't have a vision, nobody will invest in you. So this is what the curriculum is based on.
0: Okay, and for the mentors, how are the mentors, is there training for mentors?
6: So Charles uh, answered earlier that we uh, we do have a form online where mentors, uh, on our website coifoundation.org, there's a tab for mentor, a mentor tab. When they click on that tab, it, it gives them the link, uh, become a mentor. Uh, when they click on that become a mentor link, it it opens up a page. And this page has several fields that these mentors need to fill. And these fields will give us an idea of what kind of experience, exposure, and skill set they have. And then we do meet with our mentors regularly. Like tomorrow, we have a second quarter meeting with our mentors. So we are talking with them. We know their experience. Most of our mentors so far are already mentors in the organizations where they work. Some of them Mm. are in education. Some of them are already uh, owners of their own organizations. Some of them are already business people, and they're already managing their businesses, they're managing their entrepreneurs. So we already have this pool of professionals, and so when we meet with them, we're just trying to structure, make sure that all of us are on the same plate. We make sure that we are all speaking the same language, we go, but we allow them to, to mentor in their own style and in their own comfort, so we don't try to tell them how to mentor. We set the expectations of what the program is about, the outcome that we are looking, looking for, then we pair them with the mentors and we allow them as individuals, as professionals, as adults to build the relationship with their mentors and steer the ship in the direction it's supposed to go.
0: Mm, excellent. Matilda, are you there?
3: I, I'm i here, Nathan. I'm so intrigued with um, all the information that I'm hearing. Thank you so much for starting this program. and Nathan, thank you for um, inviting the guests to the show today.
0: Okay, so you, I know you are engaged with uh, some young ladies in the community where you are in Florida, yeah. and uh, um, we. I don't know what you've gleaned from this before we conclude and talk about how the, fund, the organization is funded and what the way forward is. So based on what you've heard, Matthew, and the young ladies that you engage and work with, how do you see yourself in this picture?
2: Yes, so I
3: was listening and also trying to compare uh, my experience. When I went to Zambia, um, my last visit we were able to have a workshop with some of the ladies, the young ladies there, uh, mentoring them to be more empowered, to learn, learn to write business proposals, um, if they can't write, mm-hmm. so learn to write, learn to read, and so on, but help them to be um, to improve their minds. But then also I think of the girls here that have uh, been influencing, the young Zambian Americans, who, who we can, you know, how can we be in both worlds? So with, I do have a question. Um, I wanted to ask, was it difficult or what were some of your challenges uh, that you could proudly say you have overcome and some challenges that continue to exist as you continue to work? to do your mentoring uh, program?
6: Thank you for that question. Boy, boy, challenges, where do I even begin? Well, um, first of all, I live in the diaspora, and I have a family, and I have uh-huh. other businesses that I am, I am running. So time is a challenge because I have to go in person to the Gambia spend weeks there to spend time with the mentees and be able to teach the curriculum in the most effective way. And why do I have to travel? Why do I have to travel instead of, in this day of technology and advancement, sitting at the comfort of my home and teaching these young people what they need to learn and just go maybe twice a year? Because we do not have the reliable network in the country. I cannot stay on the, online with my mentees for 30 minutes without being interrupted. I may not be able to have 50 of them online at the same time on video on a call without half of them not being able to hear me, see me, or or not being able to connect. So we have a huge uh, gap when it comes to technology in the country, not mm-hmm. only not being able to have the resources, but also the, the, even the young people are not getting the right training in how to utilize technology. The other day, we were, uh, two Saturdays ago, we scheduled a meeting, at touch base, because we are trying to keep in touch with our young people in this uh, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic to encourage them, inspire them, keep them focused to continue working on their goals and not get discouraged by all the news and all the events happening around them. So we scheduled a face-to-face meeting. We wanted to just see everybody, talk to them, connect with them. We scheduled a call on um, uh, um, Skype. And, oh, my goodness, out Mm. of 60, 60, only about 25 of them were able to get online. The rest were sending messages. I cannot get on. I'm receiving this message. It says firewall. It says this and that. So you can see (laughs) the the gap between the, Mm. the, the youth in the Gambia and the youth in the USA. If I schedule a Skype call with, with somebody here or maybe someone in Ghana, I will not have that kind of challenge because I speak with teams in, in those countries, and it's piece of cake. Click, click, click. They're right there. They know what to do. The connection is great. The, the the network is awesome. That's not the case in the Gambia. So these are the types of gaps that we identify that we are trying to, to uh, 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 offer programs to bridge these gaps. So, yes, yeah, those are um. challenges. Technology is a challenge. You know, finances is a challenge today because we don't have um, sponsors or organizations sponsoring our programs. This is all done by individuals, and um, it's, it's tough on our family. It's tough on the leadership team to run these programs. Another challenge would be even whilst delivering the curriculum on the ground it is not a one-time. I can just go to these young people and teach about how to write a resume in one mm-hmm. session and everybody grasps it and everybody is able to produce a resume. I have to teach it twice or three times. And still I have to continue to coach them and all the mentors will have to coach them outside of the three sessions to still understand how to write a resume because this is the first time they've had to do it. A a, a young man or young woman in university, final year, doesn't know Mm -hmm. how to write a resume, or they didn't have one. So they are learning for the first time in their final year in university, or almost a year and a half to graduate. They are are learning now how to write a resume, and that can become a challenge. So just just bridging that gap and understanding and helping them to to see the, the, the need of a resume, the importance of a resume, and what you can put in a resume. Uh, uh, becomes becomes challenging. So communication is a challenge. Um, understanding emails sometimes I will send an email, think it's in the most clear language, and five minutes after sending it out, I get a question. Did you just say we are supposed to do A, B, and C? Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them are not used to our teaching style and what we are bringing. They are used to a teacher writing notes on the board, they copy mm-hmm. it, and it, when the exams are set they regurgitate exactly what the teacher said so this this idea of trying to get them to think creatively and innovatively is a is, is a challenge sometimes
0: yeah I can and I'll uh, allow my it's, other, other
6: team members I'll allow my other yeah. team members because they are also mentors they mentor they interact with the mentees and I'm sure they have their own set of challenges they can share
0: okay maybe yeah, let's yeah, let's hear one. or once Charles? Who wants to go before we talk about the financing and the funding and support? Um, Nathan. Uh, yes.
5: Uh, so no. Go on, Charles.
4: Go, go on. I'm sorry.
5: Okay, that's okay. I'll, I'll be very brief. Um, so no. What I was just going to share is that you know, in mentoring, youth, and I do have experience in that. Um, a lot of times, you know, as Dr. Margaret said. It's 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 the language and and the communication gap. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a, a 19 year old will think a lot differently than a 40 year old. So, you know, in, in the mentorship process, you know, one of the things that you really have to do is get on the same wavelength, so that as you communicate and you break down more complex concepts, that will take an 18 or 19 year old into adulthood. And to being effective in whatever field or sphere of influence they'll be in uh, is to be able to negotiate uh, uh language terms and understanding uh so that you can communicate effectively so I would say that that's a that's a big challenge um uh, especially based upon um the age of the mentee versus the mentor
0: mm-hmm. Well, understandably.
5: Uh, th-
0: this this is a lot of work. It's very engaging. You're talking about technological issues, issues of curriculum, Dr. Margaret, Dr. Stan, Morsi, whatever level you are involved, Charles. How is the organization funded? Maybe we can raise some money here before we go.
5: Well, I'll tell you, Nathan, I'm very glad you brought that up. Uh, because uh, we were hoping uh, and for your support when we came onto the show, um, so you can definitely uh, and whoever is listening and wants to be involved, they can definitely go to the website uh, and, and donate. Um, you also can volunteer time uh, um, mm-hmm. in terms of signing up to be a mentor. Um, so so anything helps. The needs are, are very very vast in the Gambia. Um, as as Dr. Ellis endeavors um, to to get a location, to get uh, even transportation, uh, to get supplies. Um, So financially, um, the needs are great in the Gambia to to really establish strong and boots on the ground and then to expand the influence from there. So uh, any donations, any contributions and support uh, to the cause will be gratefully, gratefully appreciated. Excellent. C O
0: I Foundation dot A G. I'm looking at it right now. I can see a donate button there or give. Um, so with a few little time remaining uh, in our discussion here, um, those of you that are in listening online, we on top of the hour we're going to go to open forum with my friend in Canada. And we'll continue our discussion of COVID-19, the big picture. That's our discussion on Open Forum. Next week, we're bringing a doctor from Zambia to talk about what's happening on the ground and what we can do as a diaspora. We have a show tomorrow. It's called ZANUS Radio Show, issues to do with leadership, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. You can join that discussion as well. Where do we see Coaches of Influence Foundation 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now.
4: So Nathan, thank you so much. I think this has been very interesting, just sharing our story from inception, some of those challenges, some of the accomplishments, and please visit our website. Whether it's for donation purposes, we need your sponsorship. Whether it's mentorship, we need your partnership in this. But where do we see ourselves in ten years? So we, Dr. Margaret gave a vast um, as overview of the program mm. being having boots on the ground, and we want to go global. Number one. Okay. So starting with the gra- grassroots, where we we talked about, or rather she talked about, how do we close that opportunity gap when it comes to employment and entrepreneurship? How do we close the engagement gap, whether it's from you know professional setting, executive presence, which the the foundation does, right, through this mentorship, how do we address the skills gap? You know, how how are we able to identify the skills of these young mentors and also closing the achievement gap? So in 2019, last year, we were able to graduate 20 mentees into our Mm -hmm. very first mentorship program, 1.0, and so now we've moved them up. They're now on the second level, the 2.0 mentorship, and now we're opening up to uh, coming uh, upcoming another mentorship class of about 60, 70 mentees in the Gambia. And we're hoping that through this grass grassroots mentoring, we've had success stories from the 2.0 class. Some of them have opened up and registered business. Some of them have traveled and shown their artworks. This what One lady came, she has traveled to Egypt, I believe, and won this award. So, so building that global citizenship, so, so that we know that it's 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 just not in Gambia. Gambia is where it started, and having that ripple mm-hmm. effect around, right? And so when we build a solid foot in the Gambia and ex- and get exposed to the other countries, then we will address all those gaps, not just for the youth of Gambia, but, but for the youth all over, right? Mm-hmm. The 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 the. the it, the women's equity gap is is international. It's a global pandemic. Let me say that in when it comes to women equality, right? The same the same jobs being paid for a woman and a man. How then do we address that in the youth, not just the Gambia youth. the women, the, the young girls in Gambia, the young girls that Miss Matilda in Florida is 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 mentoring, right? Mm. How do we tell them when you walk into a boardroom, you square their shoulders, because. The African culture, the woman is secondary, right? The You know, the supposed to be seen and not heard. But then something rises within us. We were with you, Nathan, during the African diaspora conference, and Dr. Arikana was, was bold, right? Even as yes. a woman. So then, yeah. So it, it has to start somewhere. So when we, when we, when we already have the grassroots in Gambia, imagine the exposure, imagine the influence that the foundation is able to tap into this various countries, whether it's in South Africa, in Zambia, in Mozambique, in Kenya, because of what we're doing today that will echo in five, ten years to come. So it's more of paying it forward, right? It's something that I wish I had 20 years ago or maybe 25 years ago, I'm not, now I'm deep in my age, 25 years ago, when somebody told me, come on, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. When you're given mm-hmm. the, the position of president, take it, because somebody saw something in you. But we've been ingrained to, to, to be very humble. On, on the men's side, you've been, you've been raised up to be tenacious, and your word is the final word. So it's, only your, it's either your way or the highway. So how do, we, how do we dismantle those stereotypes, especially the African culture, and begin building and, and building these influences that will one day take the seat of authority, whether it's an educational institution, the, 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 the vice chancellor, or whether they become the president? That is possible, right? And, and the, mm. the good thing about it, and I'll touch on real quick, is when Margaret went back to Gambia and she kept going back, That is a true testament of saying, I came from here. Your aspirations Mm. of wanting to travel to America or the UK or to Canada, it's possible because it happened for me. Why can't it happen for you? And so when somebody jolts your imagination, when somebody feeds and inspires you, then you know that this thing is doable and there, Mm. there, there are resources available We have mentors in the diaspora that are able to mentor and shape us. And most, most definitely, we do need the support of funding.
0: Excellent. My friend wants to make a comment before we end here.
1: Well, it's been uh, an interesting uh, discussion, Nathan, and uh, for everyone who has uh, joined us. I had a lot of questions. Uh, This man didn't give me a chance. The questions (laughs) I have will take, I think, minimum Ten minutes uh, <laughs> let me go to the third one maybe um first how many uh, graduates uh, do you have uh to date, and how are you measuring uh, the success of the uh, the program yeah uh, how do you I want to under handle this? this? The yeah.
0: time is gone yeah,
1: yeah I know I will say <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's very quickly. So, 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 so the program itself is is a year old, and so, okay. uh, when when we look at our our first graduates, were twenty, and eighteen of those graduates stayed to um to move on to the two point oh, two point oh um, group. So, so again, so when you when you when we want to measure success, we can say that um, we have um, eighteen out of twenty. That that state. Mm. and of those of, of those twenty, again, too, we are seeing entrepreneurs. We are seeing individuals that are starting oh, okay. businesses. We are and, and so We are seeing individuals that are actually taking leadership roles, and and mm. and, and 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 prospering. And so forth. Okay. So, um, okay. Doctor Stan, I decided, uh, let me let me let
0: me stop you there. We need to end here because we have another show coming up. This is what we're going to do. The the website is coifoundation.org. Please let's go there, sign up. If you are able to make a contribution, that would be much appreciated. Thank you, Doctor Stan, Doctor Margaret, Morsi, Charles. We shall keep this conversation going, like they say in social media language. Thank you for
2: having us. Thank you so much Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. I think i see Colina as I see Kumbu Kila, oh yeah.